Hello everyone, this is Paul Schwartz. Welcome to Paul's Place, the place for politics. Today's topic is the new book by Bob Woodward, Rage. We're calling this session, Rage in the Age of the Pandemic. Who could ever have imagined that uncovering the Watergate scandal of the Nixon administration could somehow have fallen to number two in importance on the list of presidential scandals uncovered by journalist Bob Woodward. With the release of Woodward's new book, Rage, it is quite evident that the damage to America by the Trump administration far exceeds the corruption perpetrated on the American people by Nixon. Woodward, as many of you may know, had quite a connection to the Montgomery County Sentinel. Woodward spent a year or so at the Sentinel in the early 70s before going on to the Washington Post, where he teamed up with Carl Bernstein to cover the Watergate break-in and the rest is history. A history about to be overshadowed by the revelations in rage as we approach the home stretch in the 2020 presidential election. The book alone would likely have been dismissed by Trump and his cult members as just another attack on Trump to go along with the recent books written by the likes of Omarosa, Michael Wolf, who wrote two books, John Carl of ABC News, Phil Rucker, and Carol Lennig of the Washington Post, Jim Acosta of CNN, Rick Wilson former National Security Advisor John Bolton, niece Mary Trump, Brian Stelter of CNN, Trump's former attorney Michael Cohen, Michael Schmidt of the New York Times, and even yours truly, Paul Schwartz, not to mention the also somewhat recently released book by Bob Woodward on the Trump administration, Fear. Interesting that all these books, every single one of them, come to pretty much the same conclusions based on the same reporting of decisions, actions, and events demonstrating the unfitness of this president to hold this office. The main difference between Rage and all of the other books written about the Trump administration is that this book is supported by audio recordings of the 18 or so interviews. These recordings were not surreptitiously recorded, but were on the record recordings of the president in his own words. In the book, and the recordings accompanying the text, the president makes statements covering a wide range of issues revealing his true feelings on these issues which are not always consistent with how the, he expressed them to the general public. For most among these are his statements to Woodward on the coronavirus. He told Woodward in early February that it was highly contagious due to it being an airborne virus spread via breathing and was five times more contagious than the common flu. This understanding of the nature of the virus was in complete contradiction to both his public actions and his public statements since well into March Trump continued to downplay the seriousness of the virus by stating that the virus was going to disappear like a miracle once the warm weather arrived in April and that it was no different than the common flu. His explanation to Woodward was that he was downplaying the seriousness of the virus so as to uh, not, not to create a panic. Of course, anyone who had paid any degree of attention to Trump's daily press conferences witnessed firsthand his concern about a panic, not with the public, but with Wall Street and the stock market, and certainly the impact that a downturn in the stock market would have on his re-election bid. Add to this the fact that he continued to hold indoor campaign rallies 
well into March, and you are presented with a president who's either completely irresponsible or one who simply did not care, more likely both. It is estimated that having instituted safeguards such as social distancing and wearing face masks, as did other nations, and taking the shutdown steps taken in late March, just a week earlier, would have saved over 30,000 lives. Two weeks earlier, more than 80,000. As it now stands, with the United States accounting for only 5% of the world's population, we account for more than 20% of the total deaths due to the coronavirus in the world. It is estimated that by late December, our current death toll of more than 200,000 deaths will reach more than 400,000 deaths. While other nations, such as Canada and Germany, have seen the death rate of the pandemic minimized, the United States still finds itself right smack in the middle of it. January, February, March. That was then. This is now. Plenty of time to take the steps that were mishandled back in January and February and March. Well, not so fast. Until a vaccine is created, the medical experts warn that social distancing and the wearing of face masks are the steps that must be taken to contain the spread of the virus, especially as we enter flu season and back-to-school season. Rather than set the example, Trump mocks Joe Biden for wearing a mask, refuses to wear one in public because of his vanity, and has scheduled mass campaign rallies while turning mask wearing and social distancing into purely political issues rather than the important health issues that they are. Encouraged by Trump's actions and inaction, his Trumpsters have been heard to say, my body, my choice, when it comes to mask wearing. Interesting that they don't apply that same principle to a woman's right to choose. But then again, hypocrisy and Trump, as well as McConnell, are as snug a fit as is an N95 mask. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you tune in again at the next Paul's Place, the Place of Politics podcast.